It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 14. September 21st. 2063, San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province, 7.55 a.m. Local Time. Anjali waved urgently. There's a new message. Louise sat up, rubbing her eyes. What does it say? They're still in the desert. No change, Anjali sighed. This is ridiculous, Louise said, getting to her feet. Why are we taking all these risks? They still have a rather big window to get back to our building, Anjali offered, but she didn't sound very confident. Shit, this is our team. Why don't you have a say in what happens to them? I'm sure bigger things are at play, Louise sighed. But yeah, it's frustrating. She paced around the room. Louise's team had been ordered to approach the Global Coalition vehicle and help the people inside. She knew those orders could only come from one person. The president. Her girlfriend, Al. Louise had to admit she was pissed off that Al hadn't reached out to her. It made her feel powerless and useless. If she wasn't involved in deciding her own team's fate, what exactly was her position here worth? Also, what are the chances of that pod getting stuck? I thought all the old traps and spy posts had been dismantled years ago, Anjali mumbled, shaking her head. It wasn't the first time Anjali had brought this up. Louise suspected the young woman was feeling nervous and scared. Talking in the form of repeating herself a lot, was her way of dealing with those emotions. Astronomically small, Louise replied, mostly to humor and jolly. Guess someone forgot about this one, she added as she walked back to her chair. I'm tempted to say we should leave them behind and let them figure out a way to get home, and jolly continued. I mean, they clearly don't want our help. Louise wished again for a moment of quiet. She needed time and space to think. She needed to calm down and consider everything with the rational part of her mind. Right now, 
Her bruised ego was doing all the thinking. Yeah, I'm not happy about helping them either. Louise sighed reluctantly, making an effort to hide how upset she felt. Still, she blurted, it's a matter of time before they figure out we still have infrastructure in that area. You're worried they'll find our server park? Anjali asked, sounding alarmed. Louise closed her eyes. She wished she hadn't mentioned the server park. She was making things worse. There's no doubt that they will find it if they start looking for it, Louise said, feeling her anger flare up again. Anjali wrinkled her nose. I guess we don't need to fix that server park anymore then. No, now we need to blow it up, Louise replied, drumming her fingers on the desk. I don't want them to get their hands on that hardware. She wondered if Al had considered any of this when she had sent Louise's people to save whoever was in that pod. The cost of helping the enemy was extremely high. Not only were lives at stake, but valuable infrastructure and the information stored inside it as well. Maybe we're being too pessimistic, Anjali offered, leaning back in her chair. Maybe they just hurry back across the desert to their base. Louise met her co-worker's gaze. Maybe, she said. Finally, Anjali averted her gaze. She sat staring at her screen, chewing on her lower lip. Louise focused on her own terminal, rereading the message they had just received. There wasn't much new information in it. I wish I could find a way to get in touch with Elle, Louise thought. She wanted to explain to Elle the things she might be overlooking here. Not that it would make a difference at this point. It was already too late. Maybe Louise just wanted Elle to explain what she was doing. Maybe then she could understand Elle's decision. Although, if Louise was being honest with herself, she already did understand. Elle never turned her back on people in need, even when those people were out to destroy everything Elle believed in. She never lowered herself to their level. And the people inside the Global Coalition pod did seem to need help, even if they didn't realize it. The pod had been stationary when the team had spotted it, and it appeared to have broken down. The team had sent a simple message offering help, but had gotten no response. They had maneuvered their cars to get closer, but not too close. Nothing had happened all night. The team had waited nearby, for reasons Louise could not understand. But things had gotten weirder from there. Louise's team was finally about to leave the area in the early morning when a storm had gathered quite unexpectedly. It was projected to reach them and the pod in less than six hours. That's when the pod had started making odd movements. The team had again followed them, presumably because they had been ordered to. The Global Coalition pod had then made some even odder maneuvers, suddenly speeding up. That's when the idiots had hit an old spy post hidden in the desert. They had somehow managed to get tangled up in the camonets and were seemingly unable to move in any direction without cutting themselves free first. In the meantime, the team had finally reached out to Louise and Anjali to let them know what was going on. But they had not mentioned who had ordered them to approach the vehicle or to stick around all night. The thing that bothered Louise the most, though, 
was how she had been excluded from any decision-making from the moment the team had spotted the pod. They directly contacted the secretary, or L, and had jumped over her in the chain of command. And Louise had no idea why. Were there special instructions not to involve her in certain situations? How many of these exceptions were there? What exactly was she kept out of the loop on? And who knew about it? It was humiliating to think that her team had received instructions to keep her in the dark on certain matters. How could she be a good leader, respected by her team, when she wasn't trusted by her own girlfriend? Those are my people's lives at risk, Louise thought angrily. And she's making decisions about them from behind the safety of her desk. This isn't right. I would have gone over there if they had contacted me first. She stopped drumming her fingers, surprised at her own harsh thoughts. It must be the lack of sleep, or her severely bruised ego. Whatever it was, she didn't like it, even though she felt, at least in part, justified in having these thoughts and feelings. Four hours left until the storm arrives, and Jolly said, interrupting Louise's rambling thoughts. How long do they have to get out of the storm's path? Louise asked. Any changes there? Latest calculations say 90 minutes if they want to get out of the storm's way in our own territory, Anjali replied after checking some things on her screen. <sighs> so they have about an hour and a half to convince these global coalition idiots to come out of their pod, Louise sighed. Yeah, Anjali agreed. Louise shook her head angrily. Was it ethical to risk the lives of her people if the people they were trying to help refused to listen? The Fire Blue team had literally knocked on the pod's door, warning those inside about the storm. Why do you think they won't trust our people? Anjali asked. Louise snorted. <laughs> Would you trust anyone from their side? Anjali tilted her head. Yeah, probably not. Thought so. Louise commented. I'm the same. She turned to look at the network status wall out of habit. Everything looked fine. It's insane, isn't it? Anjali said quietly. Hmm? Louise asked, unsure if her co-worker was still addressing her. It's insane that we distrust each other so much that it can cost us our lives, Anjali said. Louise looked at her, surprised. Anjali didn't stop there. I mean, we're so entrenched that we can't imagine the other side doing anything to help. And it's fucking paralyzing. Literally. They're all just standing there in the desert. True, Louise sighed, thinking about what Anjali was saying. It was easy to remember how much she had hated the Fire Blue Rebels before she had gotten to know them. She dismissed them as terrorists. At the same time, she had been blind for her own people's fundamentalistic way of thinking and their violent behavior. In the end, she had learned that no group was immune from evil. Every group had people fighting for control and power. This was not a trait exclusive to the rebels or the global coalition. There was good and bad everywhere and in everything. 
Elle had always known this. From the start of her political career, she had refused to resort to the black-and-white thinking so many others felt most comfortable with. This was what made her a special leader. And electing her was what made the Fire Blue Rebels a special people. Louise's chest tightened. She'd lost sight of what made Elle special. She'd openly distrusted Elle and her decisions in front of Anjali. And what for? Because her ego was bruised and wanted someone to blame? If they truly are scientists, though, you'd think they'd know better, Anjali said. I mean, aren't they supposed to be open-minded? Louise glanced at Anjali, frowning. Maybe. We can't be sure they're telling us the truth. I guess so, Anjali nodded, looking sad. We're really stuck here. We don't trust them, and they won't trust us. In the meantime, our people are running out of energy, supplies, and time. A sinking feeling settled in the pit of Louise's stomach. She assumed Al would pull the plug on this rescue plan at some point. She had to have the same data as Louise and Anjali had. How far was she willing to go? When would she abandon the pod? When do you think the global army will get there? Anjali asked, interrupting Louise's thoughts again. They must see that storm coming too, Louise sighed. I'm not even sure if they are on their way. They just let them die out there? Anjali asked. Louise thought we were willing to let that happen just minutes ago, you know. But she didn't point this out to Anjali. There was no need to upset the young woman even more. Things are different in the global coalition. It's a very calculated, cost-benefit culture, Louise tried to explain. She rarely talked about her life in the global coalition. Everyone obviously knew about her past, but she didn't like to remind people of it more than she needed to. And Jolly's silence was exactly why she usually avoided opening up. So what do we do? And Jolly finally asked. Louise took in a deep breath. She felt calmer than before, despite being more acutely aware of the grave situation now. For a moment, she seemed to feel all the hopelessness and wariness of the world. We trust L, she croaked unable to bring herself to call Al by her formal title right now. It made her feel too far away. She's the one making the calls. Those people inside that pond are lucky to have her. I hope you're right, and Jolly replied after a few seconds. I hope so too, Louise thought. This was part 14 of Connection Revealed. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me. And thank you to all the listeners around the world who support the creation of this podcast through Patreon or contributions through the website. Thank you so much. I could not do this without your help. All right. That's all for this week. I'm not feeling that chatty this week. (laughs) I guess it's a nice change sometimes, you know. Um, But I wish you all the best. I hope you are well. I hope you, uh, if you're on my side of this planet, I hope you're enjoying the first signs of spring 
and I will see you soon in the next episode on this podcast feed. Or if you're a patron, on Patreon, of course, you always get early access to the next episode there. And I'd love to talk to you on Discord. Be well, take good care of yourself, and I'll see you soon.